0: Hello there, and happy Tunes Day. My name is Francis and I love music. Love it. And movies. Movies and music. And the music used in movies. And TV. I'm the friend who notices the music used in the media constantly, to the point that my friends think of me immediately if and when they notice it themselves. So I'd like to welcome you to my podcast, Needle Drops That Will Change Your Life. What is a needle drop? I'm glad you asked. Wikipedia defines a needle drop as the use of an existing recording rather than an original score in a film. I'd also add television or, honestly, any other form of media. Video games, movie trailers, and more. For example, any of the songs I discuss on this very podcast. Why should you care about my thoughts on needle drops? Well, I'm a great person, obviously, but other than that, being a music supervisor is my dream job. But I'm stuck in Texas where there aren't a ton of opportunities for me to get into that industry, so I'm dipping my toe into the world of podcasting to discuss the incredible work that music supervisors do. What exactly do they do? Well, let me tell you. According to the Berklee College of Music, music supervisors artfully select and license pre-existing songs and recordings for use in movies, television shows, and video games. Today, we're falling in love twice, despite never wanting to, and discussing the use of This Kiss by Faith Hill, not Shania Twain. <laughs> I don't know why I thought it was Shania Twain, but it's Faith Hill. In the late 90s hit, Practical Magic. I don't want another heartbreak. I don't need another turn to cry. No, I don't want to learn the hard way. Baby, hello. Oh, no, goodbye. The music supervisor for Practical Magic is Danny Bramson. I couldn't find a ton of information on him, but his previous credits include He's Just Not That Into You, 2009, Almost Famous, 2000, Batman and Robin, 1997, and Say Anything, 1989, among several others. But you got me like a rocket, shooting straight across the sky, it's the way you So what do we know about This Kiss by Faith Hill outside of The Needle Drop? This Kiss is a song by American country singer Faith Hill, not Shania Twain like my scheduled graphic says, and it's from her third studio album, Faith. It was released on February 23rd, 1998 as the album's first single. The song became a crossover hit, reaching number one on the American and Canadian country charts and peaking within the top 10 on both the Billboard Hot 100 and Adult Contemporary charts. Outside the U.S., it reached number four in Australia, number 13 in the U.K., and number 24 in Canada, while also charting within the top 30 in Austria and Sweden. This Kiss was nominated for two Grammy Awards for Best Female Country Vocal Performance and Best Country Song, losing both to You're Still the One, a song actually performed by Shania Twain. And the song is certified platinum by the Recording Industry Association of America. It's that pivotal moment I'd like to congratulate the writers again on their acceptance of the new contract. I'm excited for the contract and to see what comes from it as more writers get into writers' rooms. I'd also like to support the actors in their continued strike. It sounds like negotiations are picking back up later this week, and I'm wishing everyone the best of luck. Who are the characters in the movie? Sandra Bullock plays Sally Owens, a witch who becomes widowed after the Owens curse kills her husband. She abandons magic and doesn't allow her daughters to practice it. Nicole Kidman plays Jillian Owens, Sally's free-spirited sister who embraces her heritage, leaves their small town, and becomes the victim of an abusive relationship. Goran Viznik plays Jimmy Angelov, Jillian's lover. Originally from Bulgaria, he's an abusive alcoholic with a cowboy style who kidnaps the sisters, but is killed by them in self-defense. Twice. Stockard Channing plays Frances Owens, aunt of Sally and Jillian, who tends to be frank and assertive. We love a movie with a Francis in it, especially when they're played by a great actress like Stockard Channing. Shout out. Diane Wiest plays Bridget Jett Owens, the other aunt of Sally and Jillian, who is kind and gentle. Mark Feuerstein plays Michael, Sally Owens' husband and the late father of Kylie and Antonia Owens. He is a victim of his wife's family curse, which results in his untimely death when their daughters are young. Aidan Quinn is investigator Gary Hallett from Tucson, Arizona, who questions Sally and Jillian in The Disappearance of Jimmy Angelov and falls in love with Sally. Evan Rachel Wood plays Kylie Owens, Sally's eldest daughter, who lives with her mother and the aunts after the death of her father. She looks and acts exactly like Jillian. And Alexandra R. Trip is Antonia Owens, Sally's youngest daughter, who also lives with her mother and aunts after the death of her father. She has dark hair and a spunky personality. Cinderella said to Snow White, how does love get so off cold hey, All I wanted was a white knight with a good heart, soft touch, fast horse. So what do we know about the characters in the movie? The IMDb summary is two witch sisters raised by their eccentric aunts in a small town face close-minded prejudice and a curse which threatens to prevent them ever finding lasting love. Beat by beat. In a small Massachusetts town, the Owens family have been regarded with suspicion for over three centuries due to their ancestor Maria Owens, who survived an attempted execution for witchcraft. Heartbroken when the father of her unborn child never returns to her, Maria casts a spell to prevent herself from ever falling in love again. The spell then develops into a curse upon her descendants and dooms any man an Owens woman loves. Fast forward, Jillian and Sally Owens are taken in by their aunts, Frances and Jet, after both their parents succumb to the Owens curse. As children, Sally and Jillian are frequently ridiculed by the town's school children. After witnessing their aunts cast a love spell for a woman obsessed with her beloved, Sally casts a spell on herself to ensure she will only fall in love with a man who possesses certain impossible traits with the goal that she will never fall in love. Meanwhile, Jillian, witnessing the same incident, cannot wait to fall in love. When both girls are teens, Jillian elopes with her boyfriend and leaves for LA. Before Jillian departs, she and Sally make a blood spell to always be faithful to one another. Jillian spends the next decade moving from relationship to relationship across the country, while back in Massachusetts, the aunts cast a spell for Sally to fall in love with the produce man in town. The ants believe that since it's a spell, it won't be real love. However, Sally marries Michael. Our needle drop happens as Sally and Michael kiss in the middle of town. No Jillian, today is our third anniversary, and all I have to show for it are two beautiful little girls and a husband I just can't stop kissing. After getting married, the two have two daughters, Kylie and Antonia. After several years of wedded bliss, Michael is fatally hit by a truck. Sally and her daughters return to live with the aunts. Realizing that the ants secretly cast a love spell on her so that she would marry and be happy, Sally says the ants will never teach her daughter magic. Jillian unexpectedly tells Sally she has become involved with a dangerously abusive man named Jimmy Angelov. When Sally arrives to rescue her sister, Jimmy holds them both hostage in his car. Sally puts Belladonna into Jimmy's tequila to sedate him, but inadvertently overdoses and kills him instead. The sisters take his body back to the aunt's house, where they attempt to resurrect him using a forbidden spell, which causes him to return and attack Jillian. Sally kills him again, and the sisters bury his remains in the garden. State investigator Gary Hallett arrives from Tucson, Arizona in search of Jimmy, who is also a serial killer. Sally breaks down and confesses to Gary, only to realize he is the impossible man from her childhood love spell. Unable to deny their attraction, they kiss. Returning home, Sally discovers Jimmy's spirit has possessed Jillian's body. Gary sees Jimmy's spirit emerge. Jimmy tries possessing Gary, but is turned aside by his silver badge. Sally tells Gary he is there because of her spell. The feelings they have for each other are not real, and the family curse will kill him if they pursue a relationship. Gary replies that curses only work if one believes in them before returning to Tucson. Jimmy possesses Jillian and tries killing Sally before Francis and Jet return. Realizing she must embrace magic to save her sister, Sally asks the aid of the townswomen and they form a coven to exercise Jimmy's spirit. They break the Owens' curse, exercising Jimmy's spirit and allowing the coven to exile him permanently. In Tucson, Gary clears the sisters of any suspicion in Jimmy's case and returns to Massachusetts to be with Sally. The Owens women are finally welcomed to the community by the townsfolk, who accept them now as witches. So how does the song relate to the characters and the plot? At the time of producing the song, Faith Hill was married to American country artist Tim McGraw and pregnant with their second child, Maggie. They've been happily married since 1996, about a year and a half before the song was released, and they have three children together, all girls. Faith Hill said, I hate cynical people who say their first kisses are nothing special. My first kiss with Tim was perfect, exactly as it should be. Tim McGraw and Faith Hill have been considered one of music's most iconic couples due to their long-lasting marriage. Verse 1. want another heartbreak i don't need another turn to cry no i don't want to learn the hard way baby hello oh no goodbye but you got me like a rocket shooting straight across the sky sally swears off falling in love after learning that her ancestor cursed the men who fall in love with the owens women and her mother died of a heartbreak following the death of her father Sally and Jillian also witness a woman coming to the aunts for help after falling in love. While Sally wants nothing to do with love, Jilly can't wait to fall in love someday. Chorus. It's the way you love me. It's a feeling like this. It's centrifugal motion. It's perpetual bliss. It's that pivotal moment. It's uh, impossible Sally and Michael kiss in the middle of town after the ants pet a spell on him. Once Sally falls in love with him, there's just no stopping it. She falls hard and fast, and the two get married and have a family. Verse 2. Cinderella said to Snow White, how does love get so off course? Oh, all I wanted was a white knight with a good heart. Soft touch, fast horse. Ride me off into the sunset, baby I'm forever yours. Jilly couldn't wait to fall in love and seems to go from man-to-man, relationship-to-relationship. When she starts dating Jimmy, it doesn't take long for things to go south and for Jilly to call for Sally's help. Verse 3 You can kiss me in the moonlight, roll a rooftop under the sky When Sally finally hears the beetle signaling the end of Michael's life, it's almost as if she's forgotten the curse she's so in love. She also tries to find the beetle to stop it and try to prevent Michael's death. Another song that could have been used. How Do I Live by Leanne Rimes. The song was written by Diane Warren and performed by American singer and actress Leanne Rimes, and the extended version of the song was later featured on her second studio album, You've Light Up My Life, Inspirational Songs, released in 1997. A second version was performed by American singer Trisha Yearwood, which was featured in the film Con Air. Both versions were released to radio on May 23, 1997. In the U.S., Rhymes' version peaked at number two for five non-consecutive weeks in late 1997 and early 1998. It set a record for staying on the Billboard Hot 100 chart for 69 weeks, a record it held until I'm Yours by Jason Moraz set a new record of 76 weeks. Rhyme's recording also set the record for the most time in the Billboard Hot 100's Top 5 at 25 consecutive weeks and held that record for 19 years, until it was broken in early 2017 by the Chainsmokers song Closer. It also held the record for the Billboard Hot 100's Top 10 at 32 consecutive weeks, a record surpassed by Shape of You by Ed Sheeran in 2017. The song ranks at number six on Billboard's all-time top 100, the only single of the top ten of that list not peaking at number one. It has been certified four times platinum by the Recording Industry Association of America for shipments of four million copies in the U.S., the highest certified country single of that time. It was later surpassed 12 years after the fact by Love Story by Taylor Swift, which has been certified eight times platinum. In 2014, to commemorate the magazine's 120th anniversary, Billboard reformulated the top Hot 100 songs for each decade, and How Do I Live finished as the number one song of the 1990s despite never reaching the position on the weekly tally. In addition to its use in Con Air, How Do I Live was also featured in Days of Our Lives as the love theme for Mike Horton and Carrie Brady. It was also featured at the end of King of the Hills, Season 3, Episode 18. Australian-born Irish singer Johnny Logan covered the song in his 2001 album Reach For Me. The song is also semi-frequently used in the webcomic Homestuck, albeit in the form of a cover, due to the character John Egbert's fascination with the movie Con Air. Verse 1. Young Sally sends out a wish for a man who will never exist and hopes she will never fall in love. But the ants have other plans. Once she falls in love with Michael, it's hard to imagine life without him. Verse 2 Sally is absolutely crushed when she hears the beetle and searches for it desperately to make it stop and try to prevent the curse. Chorus. Because she's unsure how she'd survive following both of her her parents' deaths, Sally wishes to never fall in love. How would she go on if her mother couldn't go on following the curse taking their father? Honestly, I'd play the rest of the song, but it all ties back to the same thing. Sally didn't want to fall in love, but she did. This just shows how well the song would work with the story. Other Needle Drops in Practically Magic Got to Give It Up Part 1 by Marvin Gaye plays as Sally and Michael dance with the girls. A Case of You by Joni Mitchell plays in the car as Jillie drives to visit Sally and her daughters at the aunt's house. Always On My Mind by Elvis Presley plays when Sally and Jillie are in the car with Jimmy and the aunts sing it again after Midnight Margaritas. Coconut by Harry Nilsson plays during the Midnight Margaritas scene with Sally, Jillie, and the aunts of newt and toe of frog. Will of bat, tongue of dog. Adders, fork, and blindworms stink. Barbados lime is just the thing. Fraggard salt like a sailor's stubble. Flip the switch and let the cauldron bubble. How can I feel? If You Ever Did Believe by Stevie Nicks plays in the end credits. Other media, this kiss was used for and or covers of the song. Italian singer Paola Turchi released a cover entitled, Oh, I Never Took Italian. <laughs> Question discardi? on her 2000 album, Mi Basta Il Paradiso. This kiss was covered by Cilla Black in 2003. Faith Hill performed the song at the 1999 VH1 Divas Live concert and was included on this show's CD and DVD releases. American drama thriller TV series Mr. Robot featured the song in Season 4, Episode 10. This kiss was sampled in Slow Body Kiss by Titus Jones in 2017, and this kiss was covered by Alex Leahy in 2021. That's all for today. Join me next time when I geek out over another needle drop. Leave a rating and review if you are so inclined, and let me know what song you think would play if your aunts put a spell on someone for you to fall in love with in the middle of town. If you're listening on Spotify, be sure to answer the question. You can also visit my podcast page on Spotify, link in the show notes, and leave me a voice message. Don't forget to follow the podcast on Instagram at Needle Drops Podcast and TikTok. Same handle. You can also find a playlist of Needle Drops we've discussed on Spotify, link in the show notes. If you'd like to guest on an episode or have an idea for a needle drop you want discussed, send me an email at needledropspodcast at gmail.com. I'd love to hear your thoughts on anything we've discussed so far and any ideas you may have for future episodes. This podcast is hosted, produced, and edited by me, Francis. Social media support also provided by me. Thank you for listening, and please don't forget to share needle drops that will change your life with someone in your life that you think would appreciate it. If you are feeling extra generous, I'd love it if you would leave a rating and review on... If you are feeling extra generous, I'd love it if you would leave a rating and review of my podcast on whichever platform you prefer. Word of mouth and reviews really help. See you next time!